Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and chat to amazing humans about their journeys. For these episodes, I'm talking about neurodiversity. Today, I'm very happy to introduce Angus Baskerville to the conversation. Welcome, Angus. Hello. Hi, nice to have you. Um, so I'm not going to do too much of an introduction. I'm just going to ask you to tell us a story about your journey with neurodiversity, please. Yeah, well, I mean, I've um, I've got a diagnosis of Asperger's syndrome and ADHD. Um, I first started showing signs of autism at the age of three. Okay. And this is this is when I actually um, was quite severely autistic because, you know, I wasn't speaking very much. I was um, screaming and things were quite a problem. But um, from the age of three, my parents moved me and my sister to South Africa. Wow. And um, I spent the next 12 years of my life in um, South Africa, actually. And the problem was in South Africa is um, they're very behind. They're very behind in terms of their knowledge of autism. And, um, you know, was, as a result, it was very hard to get formally diagnosed. So um, despite me showing all the symptoms and things like that, um, I wasn't able to get a diagnosis. And this did cause um, a variety of different problems because um, everyone at school always saw me as the odd, ch- the odd child, the stupid child, the naughty child. That's um, often what I was always known as. And as a result, you know, due to lack of understanding, um, I was kicked out of three schools um, wow. uh, and the teachers didn't get me. And um, bullying, bullying has been a major problem of my life all through, all through um, school. You know, I did used to get physically abused by all the other children. And whilst the teachers always saw me as being the naughty one, because I was the only one that, that was behaving differently to the other students, they were unaware that each day when I was going in, I was being beaten up by the older kids and I was always being excluded by the other children who were always seeing me as the naughty child, the stupid child. But um, having said all that, I'm also um, with my parents desperate to try and find the right school for me, none of which suited my needs. I attended a total of 15 different schools over the whole course of my life. And um, also um, the thing is, my parents decided to go down the therapy route in terms of helping me rather than the um, medication route. Because from what we came to realise, medication often had side effects. And we came across quite a few people who are autistic over Mm -hmm. in England, actually whose parents tried to go down the medication route and the medication actually made them worse. Whereas the therapies that they um, took me for in South Africa, yes, they were a lot cheaper over in South Africa than they'd be over in England, but I was still unable to get a diagnosis. But the best thing about the therapies is that the therapies worked on the bare root of the problem rather than just the tip of the iceberg, which is generally what medication does. But I mean, that's only my opinion. It's only from my own experience. I mean, of course, yeah. some, some people might say the medication helped them and maybe it does. But for me and for all the people we came across, medication was just like putting a plaster over it, whereas the therapy tackled the bare root of the problem. Mm. And as a result, um, we heard that the success rate from therapies is 10 times higher than medication. And that the therapies I underwent did make me a bit more high functioning and I became a bit less um, severely autistic. I became more functioning, basically. But the problem was I was still being bullied regularly every day at school. I was still... um, going from one school to the next. No schools were meeting my needs. I was unable to make friends. And this did cause severe mental health problems as well. And mental health problems should not go hand in hand with Asperger's syndrome. But from what I've come to realise, lack of understanding of autism, when people think you're being odd, you're being stupid, when really it's your neurology, which you can't help, that without a doubt is a first class ticket to mental health. And that's what I'm always looking to um, obviously um, change. Mm. But having said all of that, whenever I obviously explain to people about my story, I would never tell anyone it because I want to pity pa- because I want a pity party from everyone or because I want to play the victim. Yeah. It's all all about inspiring others. But when we came back to but when we came back to England when I was 15 years old, I was able to finally get a diagnosis. And mm-hmm. that's when things did start to improve because I was finally able to get funding to get me into a special school, 
okay. which obviously um, housed lots of um, children on the spectrum. And I was also able to have access to speech and language therapy. But things were still a bit of a challenge because um, obviously um, at that point, I still couldn't socialise with people. I, I could not have a conversation with anyone even. I could not socialise at all. I still had no friends. Concentr concentration and focus was also a major issue for me. Yeah, I, I really struggled. I really struggled with concentration, focus, which affected my uh, which affected my GCSEs at school, etc. And I really struggled with schoolwork. And also, um, the other thing as well was I was very sensitive still to you know sound, noise, mm. loud touch, crowds. I hated it, but it wasn't until I actually found magic that actually that improved a lot. Because right. when I found magic, basically, things started to improve because all of a sudden, I saw it. I was taught this basic card trick by someone and I embraced that and saw it as my passion. And within minutes, all of a sudden, for the first time, I was sitting for hours perfecting, perfecting a new trick and learning it. And mm. through that, my concentration focus skills began to really improve. And I then started, I was then able to make friends for the first time. Because when I found magic, that I was, I was 17 years old when I found magic. And this was when I was just when I just started sick form. Yep. So that's when things started to improve because I was able to make friends for the first time. And I was put forward for the school talent competition and I ended up coming first place. Wow. And I was always perfecting all my tricks on the borders because I was this was a boarding school that I was at. Yeah. So things really started to improve from that front. And also I was asked to go into my local pub to perform magic working for tips, basically. And um, that worked quite well for me as well, because despite it being very noisy, because I was so engaged in what I was mm. doing, yeah. I was able to shut off from all the loud noise. And gradually, gradually I became a lot less sensitive. But the biggest one yet was actually I became a lot better at socialising because all of a sudden I had an excuse to get out of my room. Originally, I was in my room shut away from the outside world because I was just too scared to face it. Hmm. But when I found magic, that gave me that gave me a good excuse to actually go out there and start socialising with people because I was showing tricks to people. And that improved my social skills massively. And that's one of the things that also enabled me to make friends. But um, my self-esteem also went from zero to 100 because it was a great feeling being able to wow people. Mm. having this unique skill that I could use to wow and impress people with and um, obviously that was good for my self-esteem yeah so my self-esteem became a lot better as well and that's that's all how magic helped me simply simply from learning one trick but what it's taught me more than anything is that when you when you find your passion and embrace it I mean firstly it's never too late but when you find your passion and embrace it opportunities are absolutely endless mm. and um, you know not only has magic massively improved all my day-to-day -day life skills I've created my own career opportunity out of it as well. And now yeah. I'm running my own full-time business. So yeah. it just shows there's a light at the end of every tunnel. And um, whilst the road through school, et cetera, for people on the spectrum can be very challenging because our brains are wired differently to neurotypicals. I mean, it can be very tough. Yeah. But once you've made it through, you know, you have the potential and ability to achieve so much success. And when I look back at challenges I've faced in previous years, I didn't think I'd be where I am now. And my family have said the same thing as well. So this is all about inspiring other people about, you know, never giving up, always encouraging you to find your passion and embrace it sooner rather than later. Because like yeah. I said, opportunities are endless. So that's yeah. everything on that front so far. But I'm always looking for ways to obviously raise awareness for autism and mental health, which I can get a bit more to later. Yeah. But now, obviously, I'm a full time magician. I perform at weddings, corporate events, private parties, functions, promotions. I've traveled all over the UK doing big events. I performed at Autism's Got Talent three times. I've done the Autism Here Award ceremony. I've entertained and I've, I've entertained and performed magic for numerous celebrities, i.e., Mo Farah, Roman Kemp, Jasper Carrot, Frank Bruno. 
and um, I am looking to do this. Um, I am looking to develop a really successful um, career in the future where I'll be obviously touring around the world. It, it is my dream. And I'm also now um, running magic clubs at schools where I'm going into schools mm. on a weekly basis, running after school or lunchtime magic clubs for them. Because I want to try and introduce them to magic sooner rather than later. Because if I've run magic much earlier on, yeah. half of the challenges might not have happened. Because it's not about, whilst magic might be not everyone's special interest, it's all about teaching them a unique skill they can use to wow and impress their friends with. But also, like I said, it's really good for um, improving people's communication skills. It's really good for resilience, really good for concentration, concentration focus, because it does require a lot of concentration focus when learning a trick. Of course. But it's all about, you know, improving people's lives um, for the better, basically. And all going well, some might decide they want to be a magician. But above all, it's about, you know, um, giving them a unique skill they can use to run and impress friends with, which is really good for self-esteem, which is always first prize for, you know, general school school children, especially mm. those on the spectrum. So that's roughly everything from what you asked so far. So, um, yeah. That's a, well, there's so much in there and it, it's incredible, Angus. So I'm I'm inspired listening to you because I think what's beautiful in there is, you know, you've been on a very difficult journey from a young age, you know, looking at that whole sort of moving away from the UK and all that time you spent in in a world where it was quite brutal for you. It sounds, you know, very, very challenging to now where you are. It's incredible. I genuinely feel really inspired by the way that you've sort of approached life. And I don't like the fact that you've been through those hard experiences. Um, so if we can, can I just go back to a little bit of those sort of those years when you were living in South Africa before you came back to the yeah. UK at 15? Yeah. What was going on inside your head? What was what was the feelings that you were experiencing? Can you define those, describe those at all? Absolutely. I mean, to be honest, the biggest feeling I had more than anything was that everyone hated me. And wow. um, I was constantly feeling like the world was against me. And um, of course, one of the biggest things was very, very poor mental health, because I just thought, mm. you know, why is it? Why is why does everyone hate me? I mean, I'm just being myself and things like that. And because I wasn't processing, because I wasn't processing things as quick, because I was, you know, taking things literally, mm. I was very sensitive to various things because I was behaving differently because my, you know, vestibular um, was out, out of kilter, basically. My sensory system yep. was um, out of kilter. I'm trying, yep. I'm trying to explain this as best I can, but yeah. because I couldn't process things as quick, because obviously I was behaving differently, I was, I was very sensitive and things like that people always saw me as the stupid one and um obviously with adhd as well it, I mean, it was causing me to be very hyperactive etc yeah but people always considered me as being stupid and odd and that's and um, that did it that did cause me to be, feel very depressed and you yeah. know very anxious a lot of the time feeling basically the biggest one was feel, feeling like the world was against me basically yeah and of course yeah. that did lead like i said poor mental health and this did this did cause you know suicidal thoughts this did right. cause moments of when i was when i was self-harming i was um banged my head against walls I was running away and um yeah I even attempted suicide a few times when things got too much um right. when things got too much for me but you know if it hadn't been for those challenges I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm now so it's all it's all the yeah. dark packaging if you ask me but I mean it, whilst it might not make it easy no the big thing that went into my head which answers your question is you just it just felt like it just felt like the world was against me basically yeah um, and that's the answer I can give yeah. But like I said, you know, um, I'd never play the victim over it. You know, it's all and um, there's always people out there that um, are dealing with dealing with worse. If that makes yeah. sense, it sounds yeah. You know, even but it still sounds like you've been through a hell of a journey, right? You know, with that, if it felt like the world was against you and it wasn't the, you know, but but, but kudos to you and, you and, say and, that. and yeah, amazing. You know, in terms of support then for you, because obviously you you went down the therapy route versus a medication route, which I I totally understand some of the the under you know the reasons why that is. How 
how much support did you have around you because obviously you had your parents around but yeah did you have did you have I mean, any friends or people about I didn't unfortunately no I mean I've, my fam I'm in South Africa as well I mean all our family are based in England we're all from England so all our family right. lived over in England and yeah. we saw them reasonably you know we always came back to England twice a year okay. um, once in the summer holidays here and once for Christmas but the problem is it was just my mum, dad and sister over in South Africa. They've always been incredibly supportive. I mean, right. I've never had any problems with support from family. You know, they've always been supportive and, you know, sacrificing what they could to obviously um, help. But of course, the school curriculum, et cetera, in South Africa um, mm. did make it easy for them. But regarding, you know, friendships and things like that, there was no, um, and, you know, speech and language therapy, the sort of support you get for autism over in South Africa. Unfortunately, that wasn't there because, like I said, um, autism was pretty much unknown at yeah. the time in South Africa so obviously there was no support on that front but on the other hand you know I did have the therapies and that that work in the, the neurology basically yeah and it's not just for people on the spectrum it's you know for people with things like dyslexia people with cere cerebral palsy even and stuff like that yeah stuff that all works on the root and cause of the problems to try and make people less sensitive works on the sensory system yeah and that was like I said that was a lot cheaper over in South Africa and I, I had access to a lot of that Mm. and people there like would understand me and would understand where I was coming from but despite um obviously all of that despite being taken to endless psychologists by my mum I was unable to get a formal diagnosis of autism but I mean right. at least I always had the family support so I mean that's something yeah. that, which I definitely had if that, if that answers your question yeah no it does definitely and and you know it's such a big part community family support around you you know those those people that you can you can turn to when you're really struggling um so so you came back to the UK you you got into an education system you got the right support you got the diagnosis and and how did you feel when that diagnosis was announced um it, it felt great to be honest I mean obviously it took me a while to process exactly what it was at first sure yeah but in general what it did for me more than anything is it enabled me to actually understand myself for the first time it enabled people at school to understand me for yep. the first time as well as the teachers etc as well um yeah. so yeah it just felt great that you know finally we knew what it was finally I was mm. able to understand myself and things like that and yeah. I knew that everyone around me was able to understand me that's good so yeah. that's that's what it felt really Brilliant. No, I, I think that's great. And, and and people were accepting of what was going on at the time, because obviously yeah. you come from an environment where people didn't understand it and they were not very nice. And now you're in a place where people are understanding or you've got something officially that yeah. gives them sight. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more understanding now than there was, definitely. Yeah. No question about that. But I mean, yeah. obviously, not everyone is understanding. You do. Um, I did still come across people who are indulgent. And, you know, even when yeah. even when, you know, we tried to explain to various people that you know um it was the autism which obviously was affecting me in various different mm. ways people some people would turn around and say no don't play the autism card or anything like that but right. but the reality is there was there is definitely a lot more understanding now i mean obviously you are still always going to get people out there who are indulgent unfortunately and um, yeah. don't know and there are still people out there that don't even that don't even know what it is but um, trust me, it's not. Um, there's so much more support, so much more understanding yeah. over in this country than there was in South Africa. And there's definitely, there's definitely a lot more understanding now than there ever was over in Africa. Yeah, brilliant. So, and, yeah. and you know, that's why we're doing these recordings because we want people to start learning and understanding a bit more about what's going on and the sort of experiences. And you know, there's a lot of people out there whose children are going through very similar experiences, no doubt, to yeah. what you're going through. Albeit they might be in this country or wherever they're listening around the world. But but it's so important to reach out for that support and get that help definitely i mean i've spoken to loads of parents at the moment since i obviously became yeah. an ambassador for autism awareness and since i've yeah. obviously started doing talks at like conferences etc mm. i mean i've come across loads of people all through my life i mean some people who are friends i'm friends with some people who you know my parents are friends with 
we yeah. know loads of people who have severely autistic children and you know they're currently dealing mm. with a really they're currently dealing with a really hard time yeah no question about it at all so you know yeah. you're always gonna you're always gonna be grateful for what you have because there's always someone like i said there's always someone out there worse off yeah but the sooner you the sooner you can get them diagnosed the sooner you can get them the help and support they need the better yeah and i i you know i just touching on that piece about there's always people out there that are worse off i think a lot of that is to personally from my perspective is to do with the fact that they don't know what support they should get or what they need or what happens and you know you think about how long you struggled with all of that journey of all those issues before the diagnosis it'd be yeah. nice if we could get that sooner so that we're able to make adjustments quicker absolutely absolutely and i mean advice i'd give as well is i mean i know a lot of people we know as well and who have autistic children i think i've vaguely mentioned this at the very start but mm. And that a lot of people do choose to go down the, the medication route. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I mean, like I said, this is only my opinion, but yeah. um, therapy is always the best answer because, um, mm. you know, that's when that's obviously with a big success rate. But um, with medication, we do know people who um, yeah. obviously went down the medication route and actually made them worse. All those that all, mm. you know, has has big side effects. Yeah. But yeah, therapy, whilst therapy is a, is obviously more expensive and it's a lot more effort and it's a, it's a bit of a longer process. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a it's a big challenge. Yeah. And I mean it's not it's not easy, but yeah, the end result is a lot more. The end result is obviously what you're definitely looking for. Well, and I think with yeah. medication it's a bit unpredictable but that's only my opinion well and look you know your case an example right you you haven't gone down the medication route you've gone down the therapy route and look what you're doing now yeah. you you've got a business you're building something you've got a passion for your business you are passion for this subject yeah. I, I think you're ticking quite a few really positive boxes with all of this right yeah definitely i mean touching yeah. based on your thing about medication at mm. one point my parents did try did try it because when okay. i was at this school when i was at this school where i was at my worst basically because mm. you know the bullying was going bad i mean i couldn't adapt to anything that they were doing yeah. when when i was at the school where things really were um at their worst um they did try to put me on antidepressants which was actually an adhd type medication mm. that helps with concentration and focus but also it works well as an antidepressant yes but they they took me off that they took me off that very quickly because then it actually made me worse because okay i yeah. was crying a lot more than i usually was i wasn't sleeping mm. i was a lot more anxious so it, it actually made me worse so they took me off that pretty quickly yeah but another thing i thought i'd mention as well which is obviously something that i do that i would want people to be aware of you know because the last thing i'd want is for anyone to make a mistake like this yeah this girl we, this girl we heard about in south africa she was only 12 years old her parents put her on this adhd medication that my parents put me on and this girl actually had ADHD, so she did struggle with concentration, focus, but she wasn't depressed. Mm. From what we from what we heard, she wasn't depressed. But her parents put on this medication, and within less than a week, they came back from going out one evening, and they found their daughter hanging from her bedroom curtains. Wow! So it just shows you got to be yeah. you, it just shows you got to be so careful. But yeah, I mean, this is the sort of thing I um this is the sort of thing needs, I really want to raise awareness yeah, about. Yeah, and it needs a lot of careful management. I think that's the critical point, isn't it? You can't just give people pills and hope for the best. You've got to you've got to carefully yeah. manage and monitor that. And if it's not, yeah, it, it, there's so many conversations we could lead off of that. Um, we're we're sort of coming towards the end of this, believe it or not. Twenty minutes flies by, you know, twenty minutes flies by yeah. so so quickly in this world. Um, but I do just want to touch on one thing, magic. Yeah. I think I think it's incredible the way that that helped to it sounds like it transformed a lot of your life in many ways because it gave you something you're passionate about. So so who firstly just one quick question who introduced you to magic? Well, um watching Dy watching Dynamo on TV is what first triggered my interest and that got me in that okay. got me interested. Yeah. But um what 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 really started it was when we went we went on holiday with um a friend of my family's and they okay. they had um my mum's best friend from school basically. We went on holiday with them to um, Wales. 
Okay. And their son, that she has two sons, and both of whom knew like one or two card tricks. Okay. They weren't magicians, but they they showed me this card trick basically. Yeah. Which I was fascinated by. And they taught afterwards. They taught me how it was done. Yeah. And that kind of that that's what really triggered my interest. Because once I knew how it was done, I, I went around showing it to everyone. Okay. And gradually, I realised how it was really helping my self esteem. Yeah. And I realised how much I was enjoying it, and that's when I decided I wanted to do it. That's incredible. What a what an incredible thing, you know, just a small but it, this shows, doesn't it? And and the smallest yeah. thing sometimes can just trigger that enthusiasm and yeah. that that response that you've had. And I hope and wish for everybody out there with when somebody is struggling that you can help them to find that thing. And it doesn't have Absolutely. to be magic. And it's why I'm trying to go to schools because um, it's yeah. amazing how something as Brilliant. little as one card trick can actually change someone's life yeah. for the best way. It's the same with mental health. Asking someone if a simple question of are you okay but asking them are you okay again and that that technique's credited to Roman yeah. Kemp mm. but simply letting your friend know that you're there for them asking someone are you okay twice it can actually be saved you can actually be saving someone's life and yeah. this relates a lot to the mental health front which is obviously what I have studied and have done awareness of yeah. no, but yeah it's amazing how the smallest of all things can actually be a life-changing exercise or even a life-saving exercise yeah. And I and I think we should hang on to that thought, you know, for everybody out there listening, for anybody that's struggling is sometimes we don't have to find the biggest solution. We just got to find small things that help us to feel more connected or feel something that's more positive in their experience. Um, Angus, we're right at the end of this. And and I hate to sort of cut in and, and sort of uh, there's so many questions and things we could talk about. Um, and no doubt people will have questions. So I want to allow that for, you know, people to reach out and connect to you and and find your work and what you do. And I'm sure, you know, I'm connected to lots of people that run conferences and events and they look for motivational speakers all the time, which I think you're, you're a fabulous, um, uh, you know, speaker and an inspirational speaker and and i have to say angus i've really enjoyed listening to you talking Thank from your you. from your perspective thanks for having me on that's all right no worries do you have any final comments or a final passing thought that you want to share with people well one final thing i always love to say at the end of um obviously whenever i've done something like this to all people listening well yeah. going back to what i was saying whilst things can be very challenging whilst achieving goals you know might always might always be difficult you know, um, it, it all falls under the same from Winnie the Pooh. You are braver than you believe. You are stronger than you seem. You are smarter than you think. And the other thing I wanted to say as well, which I think relates a lot to my journey, but not just my journey, thousands of people out there as well, who, you know, have had a tough journey, obviously, um, getting through life. There is a light at the end of every tunnel. Because like I said, what like I said, once you make it through, you, you do have the potential and ability to achieve success. And half of the people who are doing really well now, a lot of them had to hit rock bottom first. But I'm sure everyone knows is familiar with the fact that when you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that's up. But it yeah. all comes under all comes under the phrase which speaks volumes to me, and that is there is a light at the end of every tunnel, and that's what I want everyone to go away with. Never give up. Anything is possible. Keep your head up. Brilliant stuff, Angus. We're going to leave it at that, and I love that, and I, I wish you all the very best with everything that you're doing. Um, big support in terms of where you are, what you're doing, and the future for you is looking very, very positive. There's a lot of light in that tunnel for you, obviously, and and you can help others. So thank you so much for joining me. It's been an Thanks absolute. Thanks so much pleasure. for having me. Take care of yourself. Bye now. No, you too. I mean, uh, to everyone out there in neurodiversity, we you know look up, look after yourselves. Yeah, of good course. luck to everyone. Brilliant stuff. Take care.